0: Welcome to Campus Comics Cast, coming to you from Carbondale, Illinois, with special guests from the Campus Comics crew. And now, here's your host, the man with the previews in hand, Mike
1: No. Hello and welcome to this uh, bonus episode of uh, Campus Comics Cast. Coming to you from inside Campus Comics here in uh, Carbondale, Illinois. Um, I'm not going to be going through the previews this time. We're going to be doing that in a couple more weeks. I've got a new one in today, but really haven't had a chance to look at it yet. So much to Dan's chagrin, because you woke up already and and freaking out that you hadn't looked at it (laughs) yet. Yeah. But uh, we're going to be talking about some movies and some Netflix stuff, and maybe just some comic uh, news. Going to go through a little bit of that stuff, and to help me do that. Oh, by the way, I'm Mike No, the owner operator here at Campus Comics, and uh, joining me tonight are Scott Reed and Dan Brown, the uh, usual gang of idiots to quote Mad Magazine, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, guys, don't hit me. But um, <laughs> a little foley foley theater there um but anyway i guess uh where we want to start we want to so much stuff going on right now as far as uh movies i mean just within pop culture geek culture whatever just so So much much coming out right now too yeah and trying to keep up with it's just uh kind of overwhelming almost like a full-time job i (laughs) could say if you try to do that but um I think we've covered everything up, too. Finally, Dan and I got around to seeing Deadpool 2, so I guess we'll start there. Scott's been scolding us for a few weeks about not seeing it, <laughs> because it's his favorite property, by the oh. way, in case, in case you don't know that. But we finally did get around to, to seeing it um, just a couple of days ago, and I got to say, for me, I think uh, I, liked a little, I liked it a little bit better, I think, than the the first one. What did you guys? Yeah, think as far every, as that? everybody's yeah. been
2: asking me how I feel like it compares to the first one. It's like I don't know. I, I like them both. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's hard. I don't know. It's kind of hard to compare them. I don't know. Right?
1: Yeah. Even though it is better. the same franchise, mm-hmm. they, yeah. to me they felt like really different. They had a different yeah. feel to them. So I, but, I feel
0: like Deadpool 2, Two is more of a joke against a lot of things going on in the industry and against and, and in the superhero movies right yeah, now. Yeah. So and I and they even made deliberate references to that. You know, Deadpool like for a while was the top grossing R rated movie. Yeah. Right. And then it was beaten by it wasn't beaten by Logan, was it? No, it was beaten by something else. But anyway, but of course after Deadpool, you know, one of the things that happened with the Logan movie is that they up the language really for no real reason. Mm -hmm. But then you go into the Deadpool two movie and they are commenting on that. And there's a lot of social, I don't know if social commentary is really the right way to word that or not, Mm -hmm. but there was a lot of comments about things like that, that were going on, which were, you know, really quite funny (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah
2: and i mean it you know deadpool pokes at a lot of current Mm -hmm. movies and dc and different things but they poke right back at deadpool too yeah that was really nice deadpool also (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah like they aren't saying that they're too big for this either you know and i appreciated that Mm -hmm. watching it
1: yeah no i thought it was a lot of fun to me the the jokes to me landed a lot better with me for some reason yeah. I, I thought it was a lot funnier mm-hmm. you know maybe just more my brand of humor i guess i don't know i guess a preference but i thought the jokes were funnier i didn't i it was it was over the top which is what you expect of course yeah. you know but but i just thought all in all i really thought it worked quite well yeah uh, we're going into
2: spoilers oh absolutely uh, yeah point. spoilers we, we spoilers to, spoilers, be spoilers yeah before yeah, we go any sure. further but, yeah, a lot of, like, uh, you know, it had been a f- it'd been out for a few weeks before I could see it. But, thankfully, it didn't have anything spoiled for me. Mm-hmm. So, it was a lot of fun seeing that, like, you know, the character in the prison. I was like, well, watching the movie, I'm like, oh, that would be really cool if that were Juggernaut. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm like, I didn't hear about Juggernaut nope. being in this movie. Right. So, I didn't
1: think anything about it. And yeah. it was. So, yeah. that was pretty nice. That was the only thing, pretty much, that I did have spoiled for me is I yeah. knew that Juggernaut was in here. Uh, of course, you know, I can't.
0: You can't. can't, I can't complain. Doing yeah, what I do yeah. for a living, I can't, like, don't talk about that in here. Yeah. You know, I can't
1: really do that. So. But again,
2: that just kind of goes to some of the course correction they're doing with the Fox stuff, you know, Marvels. You know, mm-hmm. we had Juggernaut as Vinnie Jones in X3. Yeah. You know, I like Vinnie Jones as that actor, but it wasn't the best part, Not and definitely not the best X Men movie. Right. So, yeah. you know. Well, they
0: guys. ever do bring, and I, I really hope that they do not bring Deadpool into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am a completely fine with Deadpool in his own little yeah. universe, mm-hmm. um, but I do not want to see him as part of the Marvel Cinematic. And I really don't want to see him as part of even the X Men films. Right. I, like, I want him to be his own separate thing you know no continuity ties mm-hmm. just it's yeah. it can be i, I feel like joke. just like
2: a real tangential connection kind of what they're doing now with the x-men yeah. movies right. with him you know where they had they did have the scene where they're making the joke about the x-men not being there right yeah. you see him real quick you know <laughs> yeah. it's, a, fu- it's yeah. a good laugh it's a really funny moment in the movie mm-hmm. i think you know you could do and you could have him referencing what's going on but mm-hmm. yeah i don't want deadpool in an avengers movie no. as part of the team no absolutely right? not kind of thing yeah and just let them do their own thing with this mm-hmm. one, too. Mm-hmm. Not everything needs to be super tied in. No.
0: Uh, right. that's, that's what I feel about, too. And as, and as much as I despise Deadpool in the print material, I really have enjoyed actually both of these movies. Yeah. To, more than I care to admit. So, <laughs> right. they've been, I've, yeah, and this one, I was laugh I, at the end, I was laughing so hard I was crying. I mean, I was I was crying so much for laughing at the end of this movie. So
1: are you talking about the end of the movie? I'm so talking for the post-credits. The post-credits, or, yeah, oh, yeah, the
0: post-credits thing was just hilarious, and yeah, just oh, yeah. again was, and again, they just kept upping the mm-hmm. joke level in the, in the credits at the end. It was just so funny. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, it really was, yeah. Yep.
0: I felt like there was a big payoffs for actual comic book fans. There were a couple times in this movie where I was the only person in the theater laughing. Mm-hmm. Right. Whenever they make the joke about it, the artist who can't draw oh, feet, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh that my great, gosh, yeah. that was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and
2: I wonder how he responded to that. Yeah, I know. He, that. Pro-
0: he probably had to have been in the know on yeah, that, that was going to happen. I mean, mean
2: I've got to think, too, at some level, he's getting a check for this, too. Oh, yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think he'd be too upset. Right. I laughing know. all the way to the bank, literally, right? Exactly. Like, yeah
0: and then of course they didn't limit their references to marvel movies
2: no no. they they didn't last time either i don't think no
0: so so, you know you had the nice uh uh deadpool taking care of uh, the green lantern uh, dc cinematic universe (laughs) for you so that didn't happen now
2: right (laughs) Right. yeah (laughs) Well, so. I think DC's probably okay with that at this point. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, yeah so. didn't they
1: joke tweet out to him demanding that he bring the Green Lantern ring back to them or something <laughs> like that? I think DC did, because yeah. you know? apparently he walked off with one, you know, oh, after did. making oh, the wow. movie. And so now yeah. they joke tweeted, yeah, we want that ring back. I don't blame yes. him. I would have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They
0: want to destroy the evidence that that movie right. ever existed. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> for sure. But no, overall, just a really good time, oh, yeah. not to be taken too seriously at yeah. all. But still, and some of the action scenes—it was great. Oh yeah, again,
2: but again, our movie. This is not for the kids. Oh, not so not this, for kids. This isn't a superhero movie Do for the not little kids. Mistake that. No. Hopefully, you people
0: learn their lesson after this. Yeah, first movie. I'd, I'd in the in the first Deadpool movie, I saw three or four 12-year-old kids or younger mm-hmm. in the theater. I don't remember seeing any of them this right. time,
1: which no, I thought was good. <laughs> yeah, there, there was just, by the time we got I, around there, there was yeah, just there half a dozen. There, of there, yeah,
2: there weren't that many people in the theater when we walked. But, like, when the Watchmen movie came out, I went to the midnight of that because they were still doing midnight showings mm-hmm, then. Right. There was a family there with little kids. <laughs> wow. Like, it ain't that kind of superhero no, movie, folks. No, you no, know, no. So, yeah, yeah. But that's but, just how it goes. Yeah.
1: yeah, but I I did like it. I think you know there though there were, I don't know. I like the way they handled it. There wasn't this this main big bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like just right. ended up. Yeah, there was you know Juggernaut slugging it out with Colossus, mm-hmm. and then you know the kid. You know yeah, did the that, Looper thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like you know stopping you know. And Kill I think him before it becomes uh, bad, kind a of lot bad. of other movies that would have been a big issue.
2: I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think they would have handled it as well. Right. Because I mean, when you get down to it, this kid is basically the villain of the movie, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and in, they handle that really well, where you still sympathize with the kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you want him to turn out all right and everything, and you, right. yeah, you can see Deadpool struggling with this. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's this jokey action comedy mm-hmm. movie,
1: right? And Josh Brolin, Cable, yeah, really, really good, really good, really good. Really
2: really and again when he was cast like that's not somebody I would have thought of for that part but it Mm -hmm, makes sense uh you know right yeah and again, they called him Thanos at one point too, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. <laughs> the <movie>, so. <laughs> Alright, Thanos. Because yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> then you had the Brad Pitt cameo. Oh yeah, sure. So. The Vanisher, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so the old X-Men Can I, can I point out that Vanisher
2: doesn't turn invisible? He teleports. They do not want to bring that up, but whatever. I mean, they kind of do what they want with these characters. Right. Right? Name In Marvel like. movies. Well, they
0: when they end up, movies. it ends up being you know those characters are there for nothing, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. with well, the exception of Domino.
2: I, I will say that's probably the one thing I'm kind of disappointed in him with this movie is because I've wanted Terry Crews in a superhero part for a long <laughs> yeah. time. I wanted him to be Luke Cage, uh-huh. I Christmas. wanted him to be Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. I didn't get those. I'm like, okay, we're finally getting him in something and it's just like a throwaway part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right.
1: Well, so. he does come back at the end. So yeah. there's yeah. still a chance I in the know. future. So for Deadpool
0: 3, yeah, yeah. we'll <laughs>
1: see. Uh, and the thing that does surprise has surprised me about both of the Deadpool movies is uh you know for his jokey as they are and over the top and ridiculous, they have a surprising amount of heart.
0: Oh, you know yeah, what man. I mean? Especially yeah, sure. with the
1: you know, so if you're you know, there is a lot more to it, you know, yeah, it's it's about the jokes and the action, the ridiculousness and all the overtop stuff, but the relationship between him and Vanessa, is, it's mm-hmm. good, it's mm-hmm. well done. Right. You know, like that, you know, so yeah, there's, there's that, you know, the supporting cast was all really good, you know, yeah. Leslie. I mean, Argym I feel like, like the
2: movie comes off as really crass if you
1: don't. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh.
2: And some movies probably could pull that off, but right. I, mean, I don't think this would be as good a film if it wasn't. Like, right. Yeah. Didn't have that in there. I agree.
0: So, I, I, I will always complain about the language and the Dead Deadpool movies I just think it's a little bit over the top and and like it was in Logan and uh, I think that sometimes to me that to me that's a sign of lazy writing however (laughs) there is one song in the Deadpool movie (laughs) that does not work without the unnecessary language so I'm not going to repeat any of that song but uh, that
2: was was nice and that took me a second to pick up on the the movie because you you know it's that kind of choir song Uh, usually they can you know I've heard this too some places they'll just sing nonsense or they'll mm-hmm. sing people's names and you don't uh-huh. pick up on it right and so mm-hmm. it takes you a second because you're not used to tuning into that kind of thing and they're like wait what'd they say yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well that was a lot of fun uh, <laughs> how bad were they trying to force in the deadpool x Force suit there at the end oh with the the yeah. Yeah. oh yeah because yeah. he's in ash yeah. okay yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. kind of a neat thing to throw in
0: yeah. yeah and it's like lots of you know pop culture references even 80s I mean we had the whole yeah. say anything scene that's another right. one of the scenes where I was like the only person laughing what? in the theater uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh, a
2: judgment on the people you it, sw- it, were in the theater I, with I think it took some people a
0: minute or two to get right. what was going on right. or not a minute yeah. but I mean yeah. until he was actually standing outside I was laughing before you saw him right. standing yeah, outside okay. holding the, the jukebox or right. The- right. <laughs> right yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh let's uh, see i don't know if i got anything else on my
1: notes no, not so too much i think yeah. dan enjoyed the the black tom oh yeah stuff a lot.
0: The, i
2: first <laughs> off i never expected to see black tom cast in right. any movie, any movie yeah. uh-huh. and the fact that they did it like this i thought was really funny uh, uh, i really appreciated those jokes yeah um, <laughs> i was kind of expecting to see some more cameos in the prison scenes uh-huh. but again it's like okay but you know the conceit of the prison is they all have collars on that depower them, so how much of a cameo would you really get? Would you feel mm-hmm. disappointed if you saw these characters and they weren't using their powers? So, they, they I'll, let, sp- I'll
0: let that slide. They spent all their cameo money getting Brad Pitt. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think
1: I heard somewhere that he just worked for scale. Just Maybe. To that, just Because you know? it was only
0: like a couple of hours for him or something oh, like yeah. that. He just happened to be in a spot where they could do it. So, Right,
1: yeah. So. All right, so... Anything else you want to add, or we just want to give our ratings give on our it? Our ratings on it, or whatever. Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, I've, I didn't hear too much about the director on this because I know it's not Tim Miller who did right. the first one. I can't remember who it is right now either. And I wonder how much that plays into the kind of the differences people are feeling mm-hmm. between the two movies. You know, and how much is the writer right. and you I can't I
1: re- I can't remember who it is either, but it, but I do remember I think this landed him another pretty good directing gig. Yeah. You know, I, I can't remember what that is either, but yeah. I think it's it was a good career move for him, I think.
2: Do you think they'll make yeah. another one? I can't I imagine know. that they would yeah, either. As long you know. as
0: Ryan Reynolds wants to keep doing it, I think is what yeah. it will boil down to. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I don't really you know really thought you know it was leading to the X-Force movie but the way they played X-Force I don't know if you know they kind of just yeah yeah. I could see them
2: (laughs) I could see Cable and Domino getting a spinoff called X-Force with like new characters and stuff Mm -hmm. like that because they were talking about an X-Force movie for a while Yeah, and of course why wouldn't you spin it out of Deadpool at this point you know Mm -hmm. from Fox's perspective right? So, but any more news on the pushback X-movies because new news has been pushed way back and so has the Dark Phoenix movie Yeah, you know New Mutants definitely should
0: have been a few months ago. Yeah, you think that's got anything lunch, to do with the uh, potential sale? I mean, that maybe that's why they're pushing it back. I guess
2: you have it to push back an entire movie, you yeah. know,
0: two movies. Well, I guess you know. it, would, it would be income for whoever purchases them, though. Right. If they wait a little bit longer mm-hmm. before that happens, they,
2: they were saying too, like bunch of reshoots on New Mutants, though, too, like adding a character reshoots. Oh, so, oh really? Wow. Yeah, that's, what that's not a good I sign. So, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, a couple movies have come out recently. where you hear rumors of? pretty big reshoots and they come out okay you know so i don't think that's always necessarily a death knell for um, a film
0: as long as as long as you can not to tell specifically which right. scenes are the reshoots but, i mean it doesn't yeah. look good for a movie for no. sure you never want to yeah. hear right.
2: that but
1: i don't think it's always the end of one absolutely not it for sure death knell huh? yeah so.
0: Well, so I give it a very fine minus, primarily just because it's, since it's a comedy, a lot of times the jokes aren't necessarily going to be as funny the second or the third time that you watch it. So it doesn't have the staying power. I don't feel like it's going to have the staying power as some of the other Winter Soldier, Black mm-hmm. Panther, some of those mm-hmm. other superhero movies, but it's still a really solid movie. I do not regret watching it. And that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, even if it is Deadpool. So, yeah, a very fine minus for me. Mm-hmm.
1: I'd, I'd probably. Very fine for me, you know, it's not. It's not the greatest thing ever, but I had a lot of fun watching it, oh, yeah. so yeah. yeah, it's solid.
2: It's yeah. solid. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go very fine with it, too. Uh, I would have went near me if they hadn't mishandled Terry Crews, probably. <laughs> <laughs> personal, but yeah, yeah I, re- of I really liked it. I was laughing in the theater, you know, it's kind of the point, mm-hmm. so it definitely
1: hit its mark with me, so. Right. So, all right. Um, you want to so, move on to the next one, yeah, then? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. And this one I'm going to have to opt out of, because I have, I have not seen this one, but Dan and um scott, scott. Have. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah what's your name boy don't you lie to me but that's uh the latest entry in the uh, star wars cinematic uh outing uh, solo and uh, again i haven't seen it and i really don't plan to until i don't have to pay for it you know like if it's on netflix or right. something like that i'll watch it but it's not something that i'm plan on seeing in the theater so i'll just sit back and let these guys have it that one
0: you want to start you want me to start
1: whatever well how do you you feel about it well
0: the the problem the problem for all of the star wars movies now is that for me rogue one has set such a high bar for what a star wars movie can actually be about Mm -hmm. that most of these other movies are are kind of falling Uh. short and i think solo definitely does not meet the the rogue one um, bar so now you know that being said it's still it was still a decent movie there was you know some and I guess which we well, probably won't be as heavy on the spoilers for this one but uh, um, you know we get some history of like how the why the Millennium Falcon has the personality that it does um, there's the the whole Lando pseudo love interest with a robot thing was just weird <laughs> I just do not get that part I mean it ultimately was for the personality of the millennium falcon but uh i I did not care for that part of the story at all um also you get introduced to some characters you know and it's the and it's the the lady from westworld and i cannot remember her name that's woody Uh, harrelson's partner
2: uh tandy yeah
0: um well any regardless yeah but you you know she okay like i said we said spoilers so you know she dies fairly early in the film but there's no emotional attachment to that character because she dies so soon right you don't know why you should care you don't know how long her character and woody harrelson's character have been together so there's just a lot of things in this film that just kind of that's kind of missed the mark for me so i mean it was still decent i don't regret seeing it i'll watch it again at some point um but you know when you you know A lot of people who are my age, Han Solo is their character, right? So this didn't really feel like, you know, we would we wanted a whole lot more from a Han Solo movie than what we got. I Mm -hmm. think is what it boils down to. So, Uh, I really like the film. Um,
2: I think some of your complaints that I'm hearing are, and part of the advantage of Rogue One is that Rogue One is Mm self-contained. Yes, I was talking to a coworker about this the other day. It's like I feel like. It's just sort of casual viewing. Like, I'm going to, like, I think long term, I'm going to throw in Rogue One more often. Yes. Just because I can watch the whole story. Mm-hmm. It's not part of a trilogy like the other Star Wars films are. I feel like Disney was probably, at a certain point, was probably hedging their bets on this <laughs> and saying, hey, we can do sequels of this. Let's not give everything away on this first film. And right. I, I think part of that's hurt them now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and we can get into the box office and how it's done and everything. But I feel like that's part of the issue that we do have the thing of. We had two directors on this film. Yep, there you go. You man. know, we had the, you know, uh, Miller and Lord, the Lego guys, on it for so long. And then we had Ron Howard come in. And so it's like, okay, what's him? What's them? You know, how well do these flow together? How much did Ron Howard come in and change? Mm-hmm. I heard it's supposed to be a lot jokier than what we got. You know, were they afraid to do that? You know, are we getting to this thing of, you know, it's really apparent with the Marvel movies where we've got higher-ups dictating what the tone and feel of these movies uh-huh. are going to be because they're trying to make X amount on these movies and tie everything together as instead of having a creative voice come in and maybe bring something new to the show.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: You know, uh, I mean, the actor who played. I, again, I probably should make it a point when we're going to talk about these movies, look up actors' names. Right. But uh, the actor who played Han Solo, I thought he was fine as Han Solo. Right. Is it okay? So Glover, that was Lando. Yeah. yeah so Donald. Glover. Donald okay. Yeah. Donald, he was. He was very solid as Lando. Yeah. Uh, Amelia Clark. I didn't care too much for her character. She, she was she just kind first, of there.
2: Is she the first female character in a Star Wars film to have a regular human haircut? I don't know. It seems like they always kind of go out of their way yeah. to do a little something different mm-hmm. so it doesn't look like they're from Earth or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like she might be the first one. First one I've noticed anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably some background character someone will correct me on now. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm not personally a big Woody Harrelson fan, mm-hmm. um, so he had not done anything good since Cheers as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I, you know, he's not ever going to be a positive um, on a movie for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I but, feel
2: like there's a lot of moving parts to this film. Mm-hmm. And again, to what you were saying, I feel like, like the Lando and the droid relationship, yeah, you need weird. a lot of backstory Back to, on that to make that real. And this isn't a Lando movie, no. You know, and I think mm-hmm. that kind of hurt the storyline. Uh, there's the Lando Double or Nothing miniseries out right now for Marvel that's kind of going into that a little more. But it's like you know, there's that. There's the backstory of Woody Harrelson's crew, mm-hmm. and like. You know again we don't know how long they were right. together what's the monkey guys deal yeah you know yeah. what I mean he died pretty early too mm-hmm. it's like you don't the you know deaths don't have any weight yep you know when they drop that early hmm.
0: so. awesome. yeah but but you know but, it's okay I mean uh, it's again, it's all right
2: <laughs> I, I I enjoyed the movie I'll definitely watch it again. Yeah.
0: I liked it better than Last yeah. Jedi, not as much as Force Awakens, well, see, definitely think, not as much as Rogue One. I so. think
2: that's the other problem with this is like Last Jedi had such a mixed review. Mm-hmm. And it was just six months ago. Yeah. yeah. You know, we don't get the year like we've been mm-hmm. getting with these new films. And I think that's, hurt, that's part of what's hurting the box office on this mm-hmm. film. I think the film doesn't deserve the box office it's been getting. No,
0: no, it should be you better. Know, I think,
2: you know, they'll probably blame Solo for, you know, some problem with the film when
1: I think it's... Probably mostly on Last Jedi sh- shoulders at this mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. just because of the mixed reaction that film got. That in the time, like you said, yeah. you know, if you'd have waited for that other six months, people have been maybe okay, itching for it, ready, ready for Star Wars. Yeah, and yeah, you've more. got
2: Infinity War, Deadpool Solo. Yeah, mm-hmm. now you've got Incredibles out now as we mm-hmm. record this. Mm-hmm. Jurassic World, yeah, Jurassic you know, World. It's like you got a lot of nerd movies coming down the pike at the same time, mm-hmm. and, and it's Batman Man
0: Wasp not not too yeah, far in the yeah, future next so, week.
2: Right. It's probably uh, not helping anybody really. Uh-huh. Uh, i do i will say though one of the saddest scenes i've ever watched in a movie is in this film
1: really
0: i'm, I'm looking for it i'm trying to figure out what it is So <laughs> when, he's, when he's
2: in the pit with chewbacca oh <laughs> when i saw chewbacca when he the reveal is him kind of tied down there in the mud i got really bummed out watching that uh-huh. <laughs> huh. And I don't know, I did, it's probably just like the dog thing yeah. with right. that character, but I got really bummed out when I saw that in the theater. <laughs> huh.
0: Well, I wouldn't go that far with yeah. that scene. Yeah, right. uh. <laughs> uh,
2: And yeah, and speaking to things we wanted out of this movie, I thought for sure we'd get an explanation of the life debt that's been such a part of their story. Yeah. You know, and the, you know they don't reference it. Okay, maybe it could have happened off screen. It may not need to be a spoken thing, but... Mm-hmm. It was something, you know, we had the Kessel Run mm-hmm. in here, so I just assumed that would be something we'd get in this movie, yeah. you know. Yeah, I hadn't,
0: I hadn't even really thought about that, so. Because yeah. I'm trying to think now, if they've even talked about the life debt in any of the I don't think films. so. I think it's just like an EU thing. It, yeah, yeah, so well, then maybe they're not, Yeah. They that doesn't it ha, not have anything like, no, anymore, paradise, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you know. But
2: you know it is part of the story mm-hmm. with those
0: characters, you know. Mm-hmm. Well it's part of the story we know from the past, maybe right. it's not part of the current right. story. So Oh, here's the other
2: thing. Some of the other Wookiees in this film I'd have to go back and look, but I feel like some of those were designed after Chewbacca's family from the old on <laughs> the special. holiday special some of them looked kind of weird. Uh, and I'm wondering if they went back to that.
0: We can hope not. Yeah. I, that that is one thing that could not be canon, and nobody uh, would care. Yeah, so yeah.
2: George Lucas would be fine with that, except for the the it. Boba Fett cartoon that's in it. Right, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I gave it like a fine minus. I mean, it's, it's okay. It's better than Last Jedi. It's, you know, it's not, it's not one that I'm going to gonna go back and watch again and again, but I will watch it again at some point, you know, after it comes out. I'm not going to go back to theater and watch it again. But, uh, and my son loved it. And he went to the show and saw it three times. Wow. So
2: <laughs> I'll give it a near mint right now.
0: I, I tell you right now though, really if, wow. we if
2: we don't deal with what happens at the end of this movie though that grade's going to go down oh, yeah. <laughs> because go do we want to talk
0: about that yeah, or really really over your, so you would watch this over Deadpool 2
2: yeah. Wow. Probably. Okay. I, I just as a whole it I think just as a whole I think I enjoyed this more.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. That surprises uh, me. But, but so again, really, yeah. but again. Really, don't really
2: don't uh it. don't bring up what you do at the end of this though and just leave me hanging. Yeah. You know?
0: right. Yeah, I'm, so. and I'm trying Now I'm going back try to figure out which scene scene you're talking about, so Well, it's yeah, it's, it's the
2: reveal at the end of who, you know, they all answer to.
0: Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, okay.
2: And again, I it was a couple weeks before I could get to this one, and I avoided spoilers, thankfully mm-hmm. too. So that was a kind of a nice surprise at the end for me. Uh, but again, <laughs> don't bring that up and just walk away from it. Like, <laughs> right. don't say we're not doing another solo movie because this one didn't do, do well. enough. Yeah. And don't deal with this in something else. You know <laughs> what I mean? So.
0: All right. Moving on. Moving so. on. Moving on. Okay, What's yeah. next?
1: Uh, I think the next thing we wanted to talk about is the. Uh, I don't think we talked about the first four episodes of this Netflix show, "The Toys That Made Us," that uh, you know just talks about you know different toys that uh, really impacted pop culture and collectible, you know collectors and nerd culture and you know in general. But uh, we are going to talk about these uh, the second four episodes that just came out a few weeks ago, and I think we've all uh, watched those now and. Uh, each episode, if you haven't watched this, it's really entertaining. It's, it's good, you know, just uh-huh. information. You know, it's just fun yeah. to know these things. It's, it's
0: nice geek culture documentaries, is yeah. what it, what it, it really, really is to me. Boils so, down yeah. Too. And even yeah. if the particular topic is not a topic that you're interested in, mm. you can still learn stuff you know, from those, yeah, and, why, and like, why other people are into certain things. Right, so, yeah. I,
2: I don't collect Barbie dolls, but no. that was a good
0: episode. That was yeah. a
1: really good episode. There's a, a lot of dirt on Barbie in my mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. interesting. I never really think about all these things, you know, and think about right. the infighting and behind yeah. the scenes and the dirt that was going on. But, yeah, that was one of the, uh, I think what was the first, the first four seasons was like, it was like, he-Man, Star, Star Wars, Wars, Barbie, Barbie, Barbie G.I. Joe. Joe. Joe, yeah, yeah, which were huge, you know, uh-huh. every one of those is huge, you know, this second four episodes that we're going to be hitting on a little bit uh, during this episode are uh, Star Trek uh legos transformers and hello kitty yeah again so these properties weren't as interesting yeah. to me i, I feel like they
2: really led with the heavy hitters on the first battle yeah. right episodes. yeah i think for they knew sure. what they were doing they wanted a strong lead for this mm-hmm. series so
1: i think that's kind of what you see in the yeah. way they split up the franchises mm-hmm. right and it's not that these i mean i still enjoyed these mm-hmm. you know i yeah. mean i oh, still yeah. enjoyed them it's just that i don't think there were as with the exception, possibly, to me, of uh, Transformers, mm-hmm. you know, that they were this big and as influential. Again, a lot of this stuff is, I'm of the wrong generation, you know <laughs> what I mean? You know, so it's, this is stuff that was behind, my kids were into this stuff, you right. know, more so than me. But um, the one that I, th- I did find interesting, because we were even talking about it before, we might have hit on a little bit before in a podcast was uh, Star Trek. How in the world are they going to... Have Star Trek toys ever been big?
2: Yeah, oh you yeah. Know? Yep. That,
1: that was my thought too when they yeah. asked what the episodes were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the way they handled it, I thought, was interesting because mostly it focused a lot on how they tried and kept trying and, and failing. failing. You know, <laughs> I, to will, I will that. say
2: too, uh, don't watch that episode with your dog. Because uh-huh. when they start doing those sirens oh, repeatedly oh, over oh, and over, oh, the, oh, boy. communicator. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, boy.
2: I had to yell that everything was fine <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, poor in <laughs> that one.
0: Yeah. Well, for comic book readers, mm-hmm. to me, the best two episodes to watch are the G.I. Joe episode and the Transformers episode mm-hmm. because you actually get interviews with people at right. Marvel, you know, yeah. Jim Shooter and Larry Hama and, and you know, most people don't realize that all those characters got their names from Marvel Comics, not yeah. from the toy manufacturer. Mm-hmm. So all their personalities, their backstory, everything came from Marvel. So. Yeah, I had
1: no idea about Transformers. You know, but that that cold open scene that they're doing like that, and it's just like oh, this yeah, guy yeah. portraying Jim Shooter. I've got the backstories, I've got the main character mm-hmm. names, and he gives it to the other guy. I don't remember the main Bob Budigansky. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and all that stuff and how they developed all that. I had no idea no. that that, was oh, yes. a, that started at Marvel.
0: Yeah. So that was, that was to me, the most, those are the two best episodes for, for comic book fans are those two episodes. Mm -hmm. So so. now I also like the Transformers episode. Here's my chance to talk about Micronauts. Mm -hmm. So of course I did not realize that really Transformers came out of mic well, micro man, which, you know, became Micronauts. Mm -hmm. And then it also was tied directly into Transformers. So, so there you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was pretty interesting to me. That that's really piqued my interest in that episode. So. Mm Yeah,
1: but then again, you know, it's just interesting to see how these things kind of to start and talk about transformers. We had a, a uh, we did get to see. Here's, who, here's the other thing. Yeah, is that him in the documentary? I wondered about that. <laughs> we might, wondered, know, we about. might know. We might know somebody that was yeah. on one of these episodes. <laughs> yeah, uh, we might. We, might yeah. know them better. I won't say anything about that. <laughs> yeah, but no, we did. Uh, <laughs> we were. Uh, I don't know. We were set up at the Metropolis Supercon. We talked about yeah. We talked about that last episode, but uh, one of our table mates in that room there was a uh, was an actor and puppeteer and everything like that who was part of the uh, the promotional team, mm-hmm. you know, that got Trent that worked on getting Transformers into the shows. So yeah, it was interesting that they did have that picture. It's exactly what I thought. Is that is that him in that suit? Yeah, because he <laughs> said
2: Starscream was one of the characters he portrayed. Right, so that might have been him.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> That was kind of interesting. And again, there. I hadn't watched this yet that's by the right. time we were there to ask him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. So. He may not have been aware of it either. Uh, okay, we've talked about that. Is there anything else you want this, to add about The that? only other yeah. thing
0: is like on the Lego episode, one thing that's really interesting about the Lego episode is that you learned that Star Wars nearly killed... Legos which yeah. is hard to think about that the Star Wars Star Wars brand could actually almost kill a product like Legos right. mm-hmm. but it was really close well, it yeah to, it seems
2: to be a similar theme that they had with Star Trek It's timing mm-hmm. timing mm-hmm. yeah you know mm-hmm. timing's a big part of that and like Star Wars merchandise is always going to hit big when there's a movie, the movie. to support it mm-hmm. you know there's always going to be a, so much of a demand you know yeah. all the time for it but it's really going to hit around these movie, movie
0: releases times. yep mm-hmm. so, so so, yeah they're definitely definitely great documentaries yeah. watch. oh they are they're so, very fun and yeah. interesting
1: so them you're a fan of these particular properties just toys in general just you know kind of curious about marketing and how things you know do make it to market yeah. what it takes to you know there's really something pretty interesting for you know pretty much anybody I would think yeah. the only thing that I really I mean I don't get hello kitty at all what? i know i'm not the market you know i'm not yeah, the no. market but i don't understand you know i mean it's just an image right it didn't yep. seem like mm-hmm. there was a lot of s- stuff Backstory. to back that up you know it's just like here's this cute little kitty face mm-hmm. you know and everybody right.
0: well then they go in and talk about the hundreds of other characters yeah. and, and i was on vacation last week and we're at this we're in uh, Mackinac city mm-hmm. in, uh, in michigan and there's this shop and they have all of this hello kitty stuff it's Mm -hmm. like oh i remember that character the the egg yolk character (laughs) (laughs) they have you know coffee cups Uh and plushes of this egg yolk character it's like hey i recognize that from toys "Us." so
1: (laughs) yeah definitely huge and a lot of money has been made off that character but i just yeah yeah, just like (laughs) it's just one of those things again not being my you don't realize the impact these are huge One one of the things that i thought was interesting
2: too about the hello kitty one was they go into the celebrities uh-huh. And how oh. they wear the jewelry and that kind of stuff, and they say that they do not have any formal re- relationships with any of these yes. celebrities. I'd always assume that oh, there's probably some kind of marketing thing there, mm-hmm. or they made a deal with somebody.
1: Yeah, you know, and they say that this is all fan based. That's you amazing. know for them. Yeah, and just so, to see celebrities yeah. like that and like saying Hello Kitty was my best friend that got me through all yeah. this tough times. It's just <laughs> like.
2: Well, well great it's, it's, it's not for us, guys. Right. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Not, that's the thing. It, it can't yeah. all be about
1: us. Yeah. So. yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, something I found kind of interesting of the Star Trek one I hadn't kind of realized was, you know, they go into how many uh, Next Generation figures Playmates made. Uh-huh. And I was super into Next Generation growing up. You know, that's my Star Trek. Right. And I got to thinking, like, why don't I have any of these figures, uh-huh. you know what I mean, or anything? And then I realized, okay, I'm of the age where collecting toys wasn't necessarily a thing you did as you got older. Right. And I realized I had gotten out of toys at that point, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, and it was that period of my life where that's not a thing yet. Right. You know, it didn't used to always be this way, kids. Yeah. (laughs) You know what (laughs) I mean? You were kind of looked down upon if you were older and you were still collecting toys and things Mm -hmm. like that, you know. Something I did. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, it was just like I got to thinking about that and like that was kind of a weird period, Mm -hmm. you know, with that for me. Because I specifically remember when I got to a certain age, we're like, okay, we're taking our toys to, um, I don't think it was a homeless shelter, but it was definitely some charity organization. Mm -hmm. You know, and that was kind of how my parents sold it to me. As you're getting older, Mm -hmm. we're going to give these to people who are less fortunate. You know what I mean? That's what we're doing with our toys. I wish I still had all that stuff, because yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> right. I would be much more fortunate now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, you know, that was the thing. And I remember, uh, I just got to thinking, like, well, when did I start getting toys again? Mm-hmm. You know, as I got older, and I realized it was the Tick action figures to the Fox cartoon. <laughs> oh. Because oh, I wow. really liked that show. Spoon! I started getting the comic. I got a couple of the action figures. And I got a pretty disapproving look from my father when I got home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, why am I buying action figures at my age? Oh, really? You right. know, kind yeah. of thing. So, uh, Times have changed. Yeah, you know, sure. Yeah, it's not like. But this was
1: definitely not always the norm, right? You know. Yeah, one of the things I didn't realize during the Star Trek episode, again about that, was whenever they talk about all the different companies, you know, Amigo to Playmates to all this and all that, that finally where, you know, they really hit their stride and did a lot of things was with uh, Art Asylum toys, and I didn't realize then. Until I saw this documentary, that Art Asylum is now Diamond Select Toys, right. oh, which is okay. Diamond Select is Diamond, which yeah. is a catalog, the previews that we go through. Right. So that's
2: And I mean, I actually, think if you look at a product, it makes a lot of sense. You can right. see it's the same guys and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like Art Asylum was around for that long, was it? No, I don't think I r- so. I remember seeing some nice toys. I don't know uh-huh. if I
1: even ever picked any up. Right. I remember like seeing some like Spawn toys and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think that, you know, like a... I think that had some Art Asylum stuff on it, but it wasn't a lot. So I mean, they must've swooped them up pretty early and yeah. Yeah. They did did did, do some nice Star Trek figures. I remember, I Mm -hmm. remember specifically they did a line of Borg
2: figures and it was sort of like a, what if where here's a Klingon Mm -hmm. that's been assimilated by the Borg, and some cool designs like that. Mm -hmm. that were pretty neat.
1: Cool. All right. So again, recommend that, you know, Mm -hmm. can't really, do we want to rate it? it? Yeah. It's it's definitely worth watching. It's fun. Yep. All right. I'm going
0: I'm to hijack for just a second because sure. that's something this I actually found. I got an email about this today. Mm-hmm. So if you are not aware of it, there's this website called uh, Humble Bundle. And what they do periodically is they offer books or – Um, comics or uh, audiobooks, as is the case of this one. Our computer software is actually the big thing, computer games and computer software. But basically everything that you pay goes to charity. Well, they have an audiobook bundle that just went up today. I didn't check when it ends, but they're usually up for 10 to 14 days. But this is a DC audiobook set. So if you donate a dollar to charity through their website, you get... Um, the DC audiobooks Green Lantern Heroes Quest, Wayne of Gotham, Batman the Stone King, and Green Lantern, uh, Sleepers, uh, Green Lantern Sleepers Book 1 and Countdown. If you donate $8, you get to add... DC Universe Last Sons, The Flash Stop Motion, Wonder Woman Mythos, It's Superman, Green Lantern Sleepers Book 2, JLA Exterminators, Infinite Crisis Books 1 and 2. And for $15, you get uh, DC Universe Trail of Time, Batman Dead White, Batman Inferno, Enemies and Allies, Superman The NeverEnding Battle, Green Lantern Sleepers Book 3, Final Crisis, and then 52 um, Books 1 and 2. Now, these are not digital comics. These are audio books. But if I, now I've not read any of these, hmm. um, so I'm thinking about picking them up just for the sake of having something to listen to from time to time when I have nothing else going on. But I just wanted to let people yeah. b- be aware of that, that if you're into audiobooks, books, something to check out and you can get almost looks like 20 or more audiobooks for 15 Mm dollars. and if you don't like the charity that they are supporting with this you have the option to select a different charity as well so i just wanted to throw that out there no
2: you know i think i have some of those books and i don't think i've read them now that we're going over that list yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) i i didn't even realize the dc had this many so Uh, um, but They'll, uh, they'll creep out every now and then yeah So Hmm. I probably could get it just to have them just there in case I'm ever, you know, mowing the yard and need something to listen to or something Mm -hmm. like that. So Hmm. so pretty nifty. So just wanted to throw that out there. Thanks.
1: All right.
2: Yeah. So. Spend money on something that can actually do some good. Yeah. 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 You
0: go. <laughs> and you know, for fifteen bucks. Yeah. And it's
2: and like and to be clear, humble bundle is not supporting the
0: show. Or no. Really no. Show. Yeah. We're not getting any
2: yeah. kind of monetary, you know, supplement from them. No. Or, no. To
0: promote that. Plus, we no. would let you know if we were. So. Yeah, we would <laughs> yeah. let them know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. Oh
1: good. So, all right. Um, moving on, I guess we want to just talk about a couple of uh, things happening within the comic. Specifically, the comic book industry. Um, there's quite a bit of stuff going on over at DC, one of the big two. A lot of stuff editorial-wise, staffing-wise, and everything is. Is I don't I don't know what's happening. I don't yeah. know what precipitated all that. Well, I have a feeling. You know, it right. goes back to to dollars. But um, if you haven't heard, pretty much they let go Diane. Why am I Diane Nelson? <laughs> Diane Nelson. Who was what was what was exactly her position? I think it was president. President, wasn't it? yeah. She, she, over, think, she yeah. took yeah. over. She took over for Paul. Paul Levitts got
0: demoted That's when right. she came on. Yeah. So I, I, I had it down and, here someplace. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Keep going. But, yeah,
1: but uh, she's president, and one of the casualties yeah, of that—I don't know how I feel about that. You know, was uh, Jeff Johns. You yeah. know, <clears throat> I mean, granted. He's gonna be fine, you know what I right, mean. Yeah. You know, it's he's, like, he's
2: doing better than all
1: three of us. at oh, this Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> so, combined, yeah. yeah so he's 200. gonna be fine. But you can't help but you know the some of the stuff he's, you know, getting is pretty much a golden parachute. They're not yeah. saying he was a let go or any of that kind of stuff, but they're just saying he's moving uh, on to creative full time. Yes, yeah, which sure. ultimately will be better for us probably because mm. he's a good writer. Oh you yeah, you know, know
2: what I sure. mean. We'll probably get some good books out of this. Right, but it's probably not the way he wants it to go down. Right.
0: Yeah. Now, I of course I do not uh, follow this kind of news on a regular Mm -hmm. basis myself, so I had to go online and search Mm -hmm. out articles to you know what you guys are talking about, and and none of the articles that I read really made it sound like it was a, a force firing it's like that they like um uh oh, see i've already forgot diane nelson i mean mm-hmm. she had had a previous leave of absence she was,
2: yeah, she's been on sabbatical yeah right over, because
0: yeah. you know they said that she wanted to spend time with her she wanted to spend time with family and apparently during that time she also had either back surgery or has some back problems and she actually stepped down before she came back from her leave of absence right, yeah. which makes me think that she either is a decided that she wants to just spend time with her family, or B, right. the back problems mm-hmm. were such that it, she didn't feel like she should go back to work. Yeah. So I, so from what little I read about it, mm-hmm. it just didn't seem like it was even somebody saying, you know, if you don't step down, we're going to fire you. Right. I, I didn't get that feeling from the articles well, that I read. but mm-hmm.
2: I, f- I feel like part of this is reading between the lines on our part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think if that were the case, I don't think they would present it that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, my thing is like, when do you step down from a job necessarily? You know what I mean? <laughs> well,
0: people do retire and people right. do go on to better things. Mm-hmm. So, right. but
2: is is Jeff John's situation better for him
0: if it's what you he what wants I mean? to do right. versus? Mm-hmm. I mean, I. But
2: he's also being demoted at DC. He doesn't have the sort of co uh, position that he had with Jim Lee either now. Okay.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So I mean, to I mean again. This is sort of the cynical, you know, aspect of me, I guess. But when I see that, I feel like that's, you know, kind of being pushed aside. But they're being, you know, generous about it with him.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, just like usually whenever uh, because he's exactly it was like, go no, their People go too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and and he was yeah. really close with Diane Nelson. That's apparently. what I was getting so ready that's, to say. That's, was that's yeah. kinda what it
2: looks like. maybe when
0: she left? Yeah that then whoever is now making the decision decided we need to do something with his position. So his position might be a little bit more forced, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like from what I read that her her leaving was forced at all. Yeah,
2: there's no way to tell with that, really. And And this is all speculation. It'll it'll be 20 years before we ever hear the truth on this (laughs) stuff when everyone's old and doesn't care. But, yeah, you know, you it's kind of, you know, connecting the dots, too, because now John's is getting a pop-up imprint at
0: D.C. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, lots, he's, feel like yeah, we, a this, screenplay for, this is what I read, screenplay for Green Lantern Corps uh, movie, D.C. Comics imprint, Killing Zone. New pop-up slate of books they're going to do with newer and lesser-known characters. He's going to write a Shazam comic book series. Right. He's going to finish up Doomsday Clock. And then, of course, we got the still have the three Jokers that was actually part right. of... Of uh, New 52 that's going to carry over into, into Rebirth. So. Mm-hmm. But
2: it's also screenplay on that Green Lantern movie. yeah. Not producer because like he was on the last one. Right. So that's a, that's a big red flag for me right there.
0: Mm-hmm. And here, now, this article that I... And this this is from CBR. So okay. reference there. Comic yeah, re- Book Resources. Reputable site. Yeah, will write the screenplay for Green Lantern Corps as well as produce. Oh, okay. So they still yeah. have on as producer. Yeah. Now... I just and I just like was just reading off some couple of things that I'd underlined whenever okay. I'd read the read the article, but mm-hmm. uh, um, so who knows? I mean, but right. they, that could all change. And just because he's sure. writing a screenplay, doesn't mean they'll ever make the movie. Yeah, right. So, but it's supposed to be and it's supposed to be based on his run of Green Lantern as well. So
2: yeah, and I think they did say the other day or he announced it will be Hal Jordan and John Stewart in that okay. film. So, so I assume they're gonna go for like a buddy cop. Uh, kind of thing with that.
0: And he's still credited with writing and executive producing the Patty Jenkins-directed Wonder Woman sequel for yeah. November 2019.
2: Yeah, these are things that are already, um, you know, going.
0: Yeah, he had his hand things. in the Titans, you yeah. know, series. So there's a lot of stuff going that's on a, there. That's a
2: whole other thing, too, that ad. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. DC Universe. Uh, have they
0: talked about pricing on that or anything? I haven't. I haven't heard anything. Okay.
2: Huh. But they are saying, like I think they said late August. So it'll be interesting to see what all that really is. Mm-hmm. What it all
1: means. Right. Yeah. So, all yeah. well, right. Hope but they, I, they
0: haven't hired a new president at DC, though, yet, have they? I, there's some
2: interim guy. I can't think
0: of his yeah. name. Yeah. yeah.
2: I haven't got a call yet, so I'm not yeah. sure. But, uh, <laughs> You're I'll, waiting I'll, for your call I'll back be, on I'll an be, interview? I'll be checking my email when we, get, <laughs> yeah. when we finish up here. Uh, DBDC, that's pretty close. Yeah. You know <laughs> I mean? I'm, probably, I'm probably the guy they need. Uh, there's also been some news about the black label. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too. Um, the... So. I think everybody kind of saw the writing on the wall for this. Is The Batman White Knight there series will be collected under the Black Label imprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are saying some other previous books are going to get rebranded with the Black Label, like Dark Knight Returns and Kingdom Come. Okay. So kind of these perennial bestsellers for DC mm-hmm. will all be kind of under this umbrella now, it sounds like. Gotcha. So
0: well, think, almost like they're pulling the Elseworlds stuff into that label. Yeah. Mm.
2: But I think probably just...
0: The Probably the higher-end yeah, yeah, Elseworlds. Yeah. You know,
2: hope Batman Holy Terror will not end up with a <laughs> right. black label reprint.
0: It wasn't Batman Holy Terror. It was just Holy Terror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, Was that even a – that wasn't even a DC book, was no, it? No. It no, was, yeah, yeah, that was indie.
2: No, I'm, indie. I'm talking about the Batman Holy Terror Elseworlds with the uh, oh, religious okay. overtones that Norm Brayfogle did back in the okay. day, not, oh, the, really Frank not really the Frank Holy Miller terror. Terror. Okay, yeah. all right. Two different right. things. Got gotcha. you. Because yeah. that was written
0: for a Batman story. wasn't produced as a Batman story. Right, yeah, this
2: was an Elseworlds from years ago. Okay. My bad. But, uh, yeah, and I think uh, the Batman Damned might be in the new catalog, but again, that's probably something we'll talk about next time. Okay. Because I think that's supposed to start coming out soon. And I did pick up uh, Gates of Gotham. I haven't read it yet, oh, but I did yeah. pick that up, so just FYI. It's on. a good, so, good time yeah. there. So Snyder, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the earlier Batman mm-hmm. things he did. Gotcha. You get.
0: Okay, I, I'm I'm going to derail the conversation here for just a second. So while I was looking up the information about the DC, stuff going on at DC, I find this article, again, on Comic Book Resources about Bendis on Superman. And this is almost like Bendis is giving a middle finger to Superman readers is what I feel oh, like. I, I kind oh, of really? feel that way reading it. Okay, yeah. but it's like, so apparently Brian Michael Bendis is bringing back nuclear man uh, from oh, quest yeah, for peace mm-hmm. and i that is just like that's the first i thought really this it's is like no, really this is great news Scott. no no uh, because
2: i've got the quest for peace <laughs> movie adaptation, so well, I technically already have the first appearance. Well, of this yeah, I, no, so and hopefully that will skyrocket. It, it actually,
0: you need <laughs> to sell it now, okay? Because no, I because I went and looked online because I mm-hmm. actually had a copy of this, at Superman celebration, right. before this announcement had, and I I literally gave it to the guy because it was oh. so worthless. So uh-huh. he bought another book off me, and I like just threw it in. Uh-huh. So there, whenever I went online, there was only one copy of this book left on eBay, mm-hmm. and it's I mean it's now it's up to a whopping like four dollars and twenty five cents, right. but that's about. Four hundred twenty-five times what this book is actually worth. Right. So yeah, if you have a copy, now is the time to sell it. And so I mean, I'm dead serious about that. So, but I cannot believe that. That to me is. I don't think Venice is going to last very long on Superman. I I don't think I'm going to last very long on Superman. To yeah, be honest, really.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm just not. Oh, that's in, too bad. After digging. as yeah. well as that stuff was received the I mean, well, and the I think that's there, that's part of, of it though too. Is like we hyped it up and we talked about it for quite a while on uh-huh. here too. It's yeah. like everybody got really excited for this. Right, so far it's been pretty lackluster for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and
0: I think a lot of it ties in you, all the, and I guess this kind of goes back to Jeff Johns a little bit, but like all the <coughs> negativity about the DC Cinematic Universe, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. all right, has been about how it's been so much darker, mm-hmm. um, and now so it's like Superman, the comic is going back to the nineteen seventies, Christopher Reeve, right, and I it just I I really like. The DC, the early DC cinematic universe, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. I think those and Wonder Woman. I think those are excellent movies. And now that they've started lightening them up a little bit, I think they're going the opposite way. I do, I do not enjoy, did not enjoy Justice League anywhere near as much as Man of Steel or, or Batman v Superman. And I know I'm in the majority, in the minority of that, but I'll take those movies over Superman One, Superman Two, Christopher Reeve any day. Um, I just prefer them significantly over this cheesy Superman that we had mm-hmm. from the 70s and, and early 80s. I just don't care for that.
1: Right. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, as far as the Bendis stuff goes, I feel like John Burns swept a lot of that stuff away mm-hmm. in the 80s in right. a book called Man of Steel. Steel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see, I don't feel like you're moving forward when nope. you bring that stuff back. I, I, it's fine to throw in a nod to that. Everybody loves the Christopher Reeve Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. You know, but it's like this is not what I want to read 40 years later. Yeah, it's not know. the sensibility that works today. Yeah. You know, really, I'm yeah. I'm still surprised they have the Crystal Forges of Solitude two just <laughs> popping up. You right. know, mm-hmm. you know, we've had different versions of it since. It's mm-hmm. kind of weird when they go back to that, but right, it is what it is.
0: Hmm. But anyway, I just thought I just couldn't believe it when I read that. I was yeah. just like, really, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think he's gonna last. Ten issues. All there won't, right. be, you any, know, there won't you know, be any. There won't be any hundred fifty Ultimate Spider-Man. What's You're, that? You
2: don't think it'll even get to twelve?
0: I, I, for I trades. Well, okay, sure, twelve. You all right. right. So uh, it really is, is the first like, depends on how long the story arcs are. I'll, mm-hmm. Let's say right. let's say two story arcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll give him two stories. I bet I bet they move on to somebody else. Yeah,
1: it really seems like just no more than I looked at this catalog. It really seems like they're really more interested in getting a lot of the other Bendis stuff out. You know, right. out there. You know, with like. Is he doing that pearl? Is that yeah, yeah. pearl that sort of stuff, and um, and then bringing the scarlet character I, yeah. back, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. It just seems like really that's why he wanted you know come over. They wanted him to come over. Yeah, and
0: use. and we talked about that in the last previews episode oh, okay. where about you know. I thought they might be hedging their bets. So but Mm -hmm, but Dan pointed out that was part of the the pot to get him over there was to, you know, hey, we'll also give you you come right Superman, we'll also get your other books. uh, Your books out there and printed and stuff like that. So
2: Do we wanna talk about the other stuff Bendis is gonna be doing for D (laughs) C?
0: I don't know what else, so sure, you have to enlighten us. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So uh, it was
2: announced DC will be producing a line of 100-page specials that are only available at Walmart. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. So I think a lot of people in the comic book retail community are going to have an opinion on this.
1: Yes, I do.
0: Um, Well, I do because I do not shop at Walmart. uh, I have not been in a Walmart store for over 10 years, Uh probably even longer than that. Really? Yep.
2: That's a a feat in this area. Yes, Uh, it is. So, yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs)
1: That's intentional. I take <laughs> that, that is that is very oh, yeah. deliberate. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. So. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, when they, I don't know. You know, I mean, I can see good coming from it. I, you know, I, I, don't know. It's just so weird. You know, I mean, this goes back to the '90s, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. when Wal when Walmart stopped selling comic books. Period. You know right. what I mean? And I mean, they still had some stuff in there, but to hear, you know, that, I mean, it's not really concerning. And actually, I can see some positivity for it you know Mm -hmm. like these stories are i would obviously think a lot of this stuff is going to be aimed at kids or people Mm -hmm. that aren't going to come to a comic shop and more casual customers and oh look at this check it out it's a comic book and what this consists of um they're going to be the hundred page spectaculars like um, dan said and like 88 well Probably about 60 pages of it's going to be reprinted. There's only going to be, what they say, 12 pages of original Something content? Something like that. 12 um, pages but, but of But the content. original content they're
2: getting yes. is Brian Bendis it's, and Tom King and yeah. some A-list creators on oh, these books. Yes. And you yep.
1: can't get them through previews? Nope. Nope. Yeah, that so sucks. it's going to be 12 so pages. Probably the only time we talk about it on this podcast. Yeah. uh-huh. 12 pages of exclusive content. It's going to be, they're flipping it, right? Isn't it? Tom King, Superman, and Bendis, yeah. and Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh, is wow. What it's going to be, and those are going to be stories that are well, in. Oh, maybe the,
0: we'll finally get a good Superman story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that are uh, going to be to those. But then it's going to be filled with reprints from, I guess, all different eras, like right, New yeah. 52 to this and that to fill those out. So you're probably going to get you're going to 12 pages of new content that's exclusive to Walmart. They're going to do what the book that size is probably going to have 22 to 28 pages of ads you know either how so you're going to get about yeah. 60 pages of other reprint stuff right. probably a couple other issues in there and uh what they are going to do is they will make that content available to retailers such as campus comics in the form of trades later yeah right collecting, you know, the, they're gonna collecting collect, the original material yeah, going to collect that original material and put it out in trade paperback form that can be picked up at, you know, the regular comics retailers. So. Yeah, so
2: after this announcement, I realized what uh, we saw last year at Walmart makes a lot more sense now, where they were doing the three packs for $5 of DC Comics, mm-hmm. and they had uh, the, whichever issue was out front on the package had a new cover on it. Oh, okay. Where it didn't have a price on the cover, and usually the logo was colored different or something. So mm-hmm. technically, it's a variant cover that you could only get at Walmart. <sighs> mm-hmm. But I'm looking at it now, you know, three issues, five dollars. I feel like this was them putting their toe in the water on this project. Mm-hmm. You know, they're probably feeling things out to see if this would be viable. You know, right. to make the effort for these hundred-page issues mm-hmm. that they're going to be producing.
1: But there are. But you said you'll be picking them up, which I understand. Yeah. But I mean, you have know, to be get, out there the first day. Yeah, or they're that's, going that's to the give thing. Yeah. That's the thing, you know, and they'll all be they'll all be folded folded in half uh, from people flipping through them, like right? all
0: the comics are in those in Walmart, yeah, unless, Toys unless R Us. Unless
2: they throw a poly bag yeah. on these things, these books are going to be wrecked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be bigger issues. Mm-hmm. They'll probably be flip falling over on mm-hmm. the stand wherever they put them. Right? They'll be what
0: seven ninety nine,
2: nine ninety nine. No, it's five dollars. Really, yeah, For these hundred page yeah. books. Oh,
1: Okay, five
2: Supposed to be a five dollar price point. Um. Again, I think that's why the three packs were five bucks before, you know. Probably see if they could do something with that, yeah. So basically,
1: probably three stories for five dollars,
2: yeah, kind -hmm. of thing. So, uh, but again, you know, it's kind of goes back to the old days of newsstand, you got to catch it. I mean, are you gonna be able to buy these on Walmart's website? Do you trust them to buy this on Walmart's website and then and then they send you the wrong book or the wrong issue or something? Uh You know, but you, you will see people flipping through these and them getting tore up. Yep. You know, as a collector, I don't prefer that. You know right. what I mean? I want my books in as good a shape as I can get them. Which, which is why you should do. be a
0: pool customer at it's Campus easy, Comics, because then your books are put back for you before they ever hit, hit the stand. Yourself.
2: That Anybody's is correct. Sweaty hands getting That's on them. Right. Exactly.
0: Only Mike's sweaty hands. That's <laughs> the only one. And he doesn't have sweaty hands. No. So. That's what Dan tells me anyway. Mike doesn't <laughs> have sweaty hands. <laughs> <laughs> Clammy, That's what he, <laughs> he wears the gloves while he's working through That's your right.
2: books Yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah but yeah, again so. again you know there's a lot of negativity about this but the reality is two years yeah if that yeah, yeah you know this not. this won't be a long-term thing walmart won't mm-hmm. you know this isn't going to blow up walmart's they're not going to be behind not. this yeah it may the, end up being you know, potentially a lot of hassle for them for very yeah. little yield yeah you know for, sure. I mean? and for yeah. dc i would yeah. think too yeah you know and again think. there's always the chance that somebody picks this up and then they want yeah. to go to the comic shop they want to get I mean, where more where can i find comics? more of this stuff yeah, you know so. it's
1: just like and then they find us hopefully Yeah. so so yeah it's like at first one like oh great walmart's getting back in the comics and the others just like ah eh, you know second like yeah. you said it's not going to be permanent it's going to be not yeah. going to be a major thing and we're yeah, and, and like, you, like, you know, plan. when I was
2: a kid, I would pick up comics there, and sure. I'd buy bags and boards there because they had them. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they only fit Marvel books back then in the early 90s. Those mm-hmm. <laughs> Marvel books were a hair smaller than DC. Uh, yeah. huh. But, you know, again, I've been going to comic shops for almost 30 years now. Right. So. Yeah.
1: So. All right, was there anything else anybody uh, wanted to talk about? That's all I had. So. Um, I think that, was, think that was about it. That's it.
0: All right. Want to talk All right. about anything coming up, or what is coming up? Well, I guess I, I'll go ahead and mention I got uh, four conventions coming up okay. that uh, I'll be I'll be at uh, flatcon in uh, Lawrenceville, Illinois, July seventh and eighth, and then Campus Comics and Berg Comics will be at Berg Comics Con August eighteenth in Harrisburg, Illinois, and then of course we have Don Kramer as our featured guest <laughs> for that show. Mm-hmm. Uh Saluki Con September 29th and thirtieth in Carbondale, Illinois, both. Campus Comics and Bird Comics will be there, and then I will. Uh, Bird Comics will be at the Paducah Galaxy of Heroes Convention yeah. uh, in Paducah on October 13th.
1: Are have you just? I dis- haven't decided, but I think I'm going to go. Okay. Let him
0: know. Yeah, this is this is exclusive this is a, exclusive yeah. news. Breaking. That's right, breaking, breaking right there. So <laughs> now, this is one thing that's nice about the Paducah Galaxy of Heroes Convention. They're really trying to do it right the first time. Mm-hmm um as a as a vendor they're not charging us for space they're not charging admission they're doing if you're into the cosplay the people who are running are huge uh cosplayers Mm -hmm. so um, if you're into cosplay i'm sure they'll be doing some stuff stuff yeah yeah so um so that's something else to keep in mind if you're you know within driving distance of paducah on uh, october 13th it's uh, it's the location is large, though it's a little um, isolated it's at the Trader's Mall, which is actually south of Paducah. So that's going to be October thirteenth. So Berg Comics will be there for sure, and you'll probably see Campus Comics there yes. as well. Mm-hmm. So.
1: so, all right. Well, if there's nothing else from you guys. We'll go ahead and wrap this one up and say, uh, like I said, we'll be back in a couple more weeks with another uh, look at the July previews. Everything's going on there, but uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, just stop in and see us. Like Scott mentioned, stop in and see a, you know, start a pull list. You know, it's pretty simple. There's just a little handout I'll give you explains everything. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, not a lot. You don't have to, you know, buy 20 titles, you know, to get on a pull list or anything like that. You know, we have a pretty small requirement. So just stop in start a pull list, check out the store. Um, we're here at 816B East Main Street here in the middle of Carbondale. Phone uh, number is 618-457-6011, and uh, just like us, follow us on Facebook, and I guess that's about it, Scott. Uh,
0: Scott Reed, birdcomics.com, B-U-R-G, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Yeah, most of the social media stuff, and uh, of course at the conventions coming up, if you want more information about those conventions, you can message me on Facebook or send me an email at admin at birdcomics.com.
2: And this is Dan Brown. Uh, You can find me at Detective651 on Twitter, WordPress, and DeviantArt, and at
1: Campus Comics on most Saturdays. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll catch you soon.